Hi, I'm Lanny. And I'm Chud. And this is the world as it is today. Hey, episode 31. 31. Um, I don't know if we mentioned that it was episode 30 last time or if I knew, but we've done 30 episodes. I never know. You never know. <laughs> I never know until I put it onto a device and have to number it myself because we don't use episode numbers in our titles. So that's um, uh, clearly an ongoing argument <laughs> here in, on this married podcast. It just got real awkward. Did it? Uh, no, yeah. not really. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, know you want me to number them. I also should be uploading an MP4 so that we could upload to Spotify, but I haven't figured that out yet. So hmm. maybe this winter I'll dial in a few things. I also haven't posted a video to my YouTube channel in months. Yeah, I also haven't posted any, like normally I do on Instagram, like a, uh, I don't know if the promotion's the right word, but I just put out a little graphic for everything I do with both this and with Adam. And usually even if I'm on another podcast, I'll put something up, but I haven't done that for a while. Yeah. So summertime is getting the best of us, which means we're having a lot of fun and doing a lot of work yeah. and not having as much time for inside stuff. Mm-hmm. We had a great trip this last week. We sure did. We went and visited Adam and Emily of the uh, Deborah Gets Red Pilled fame as, yeah. uh, and uh, in Oregon. So Beautiful property they have there with a creek running through it and lots of hills and places to explore. Sections that even Adam hasn't, hasn't had a chance to explore yet that are like across the street from where he's at. Yeah, like, it was pretty rad because there was so... The property's so much different than ours. So different. We're like flat. It's been used for farming for generations. It's like, it is what it is. At this point, we have some woods, but it's mostly just flat fields. And we're out in a flattened out valley. Right. A hill here and a hill there, but for the most part, we're in pretty flat territory. His property is hilly, and then even the surrounding area is hilly, so it's like... It's just different. It feels more secluded. In his own, in his way, in a way, he's in his own little valley there that's like... It's got hills on at least two sides, but I think even three sides of it go up. We just didn't follow one of them very far. Mm -hmm. And they have sheep now, which Mm -hmm. is awesome. And I believe since then he's gotten some pigs, but I haven't talked to him about that. Yeah. So that was really fun. And we made sausage. Yep. Adam made, we watched Adam made, you coached Adam as he made sausage. Yeah. I was like, stuff that sausage, you scumbag. (laughs) Is that what coaching was like when you were a kid? That's how I... That's what I did when, that's how they did it when I was playing football. So yeah, that was basically it. You were just berating him. And, um, and our kids played in their house and touched all their stuff and it was pretty great. Yeah, it was. I think Adam put all his guns away so that our kids wouldn't play with those. So that was nice. I didn't really think about that. We didn't see any guns the whole time. No, yeah. He told me, uh, what, asked what time we were going to be there because he needed to put a lot of guns away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if you're, if you're two single, you know, not single, but married adults without children in the house, then you, and, but they do have Wilma, which is kind of like a toddler from what I hear. She chews yeah, stuff she still. She doesn't have the digits to but pull the she's, trigger. Yeah. Hasn't chewed on any of the guns apparently, which is good. Yeah. It's interesting you say that single, uh, I, when I was, you know, 20 single absolutely meant you don't have a girlfriend and then, like, later it meant you're not married. You could have a girlfriend, but you're still single. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not married. But I absolutely, the way you said it just now, I wouldn't have thought anything of it if you hadn't said anything. Because it's like now, like, Adam and Emily are single because they don't have kids. 
Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. It's just weird. how It that... is weird how that evolves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's definitely different just being married versus having children. And, uh, it's, it's pretty great. So, yeah. um, I really had a good time there. The drive was a little long. It's not the best drive. Cause we're basically, it's like I five the whole way. You got Seattle, you got Everett, Marysville, Everett, Seattle, Tacoma, Tacoma. Yeah, pretty much all of it until like the very end, until going to their place. Yes. Road that I've been on like 100 times. A million times and just not, it's just not fun. And like, oh, what was the most fun? Like, hey, look at the homeless camps, kids. Like Mm -hmm. on the sides of the freeway, it was just, uh, yeah. So, un- unfortunately, it's, like, kind of a long drive for uh, little we, little kids. We did make the best of it, though, in that we had uh, we had music to listen to. We listened to a, a family-friendly podcast at one point. Mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. the greatest, but it was okay. It was all right. Uh, yeah, so that was fun. Um, I wanted to mention uh, upcoming workshop this Friday, fermented, um, getting started with fermented beverages. And this will be the last fermented beverages that I do live until next summer. So if anybody wants to jump on last minute, I know it's, sh- it's short notice now because we're here already. It's Wednesday the 10th, but that'll be Friday, August 12th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. We've got cool people coming. We're going to talk about herbal root beer, ginger beer, kvass, kombucha, June, tapache, all the fun sodas. And I thought of that because of the sheer lunacy of the amount fermented beverages that Adam had in his fridge when we were there. It was so cool. Like, like here, like we have plenty, but we also have few people drinking them. And like, I feel kind of bad just grabbing one from the fridge and popping it open. Cause like, I want to, I want to clear with you that this one's all right. You know, you're like, you're not going to, you didn't miss all of these and this was the last one. Yeah. And I'm kind of always doing experiments. So I would be disappointed if I didn't get to check it out. Even, Witness it being opened and like smelling it. But his, so, and even within that, like, it's not that, it's not the permission thing that I'm getting at. It's more the, uh, like, it's not always open. Right. You know, it's not, it's not always one that we should, we should pop open. But he'd say, hey, you want something to drink? And I'd be like, yeah, what, what's, what's good? And he's like, anything. Like, all of this is open to drink yeah. anytime you want. It's like, you want ginger beer? Do you want... Um, or I guess, did he have ginger beer? Yeah. He had something I had ginger beer. Yeah. Ginger beer. And he had several, several kinds of kvass mm-hmm. and he had tapache and he had kombucha. Yeah. Yeah. And it was I'd all such it was good stuff. So cool. Cause I've on, I've never been to someone's house that had fermented beverages, homemade beverages. Yeah. And it's like when I met at, when we met Adam a year over a year ago now and he came to our place. He'd never done that stuff besides kombucha. He'd done kombucha. I, yeah, I think he I was. Either he was or he had a hotel full of too many and he wasn't doing it at the time, but he had scoby still. Yeah. So he's been doing that a long time. Um, but he hadn't done all this other stuff. And so to see him like a year later, like his, he's, it's on point. Like he's, he's learned like a lot and made him really good. And it's cool because I don't know what the f- different, fa- there's so many factors. Um, from the kind of water you use to the natural microbiome of whatever you're using and where you get it from. But all of this stuff was so much different than what I make here. Mm -hmm. And it's not, wasn't better or worse. It was just different. And I, that's, that's why I like doing fermented beverages because they're unique 
And then to have somebody else make, it's kind of like when you make a sandwich and it's like, meh. But if someone else makes a sandwich for you, it's really, it's really good. Better. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Even if it's just the same ingredients, it's like, it was really, really good to have like, that was such a treat now, to have uh, not made those and have them. Unlike a typical sandwich though, I feel like you can get the same sandwich from two people. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, 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 Wonder Bread, mayo, mustard, and cheese. You know, like the homeless camp sandwiches yeah. that people bring like that's like like it's it's like eating at mcdonald's it's going to be the same like wherever you are sort yeah. of a thing i don't think that's so much the case with uh uh and but then with sandwiches too of course if you have homemade bread and you know well, all that's these what different i was gonna aspects. say it's the microbes that make the difference yeah 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 because if you if you were um like fermenting your own salami and you had fermented oh, yeah. sourdough and you were and you were making you know bread it would be different in every well household. and even even like within restaurants you're not going to get the same sandwich at two rest two, same gourmet sandwich at two, at two yeah you know like yeah. even if they're the same concept one could say you're stealing my idea or something but it's going to be totally different Mm -hmm. but kombucha uh kvass ginger beer these are all very personal and from an individual is going to make never going to make the same thing exactly twice right you can say oh it reminds me of that one i had once before but it's not going to be the same and so yeah for us to just roll in i hadn't thought about beverages at all for being there and then just to like every time i started feeling thirsty i'd have something absolutely delicious unique and different than anything i'd ever tasted no i I figured we'd have coffee you'd have coffee there in the morning and like i was excited that they were on a well because we could fill our water bottles while we were there and we didn't have to drink the the water on the on the on the road and on the hotel yeah because we stayed in a hotel because our kid really wanted to stay at a hotel with a swimming pool and we realized this is going to be like our only vacation this summer we've got too much stuff to do so we we got a hotel and like you know 30 minutes away well, you know, in a follow-up from our last episode, mm-hmm. we talked about the water park, and I said I don't have know how many more chlorinated pools I have in me. That one at the hotel wasn't nearly as uh, uh, off-putting to me. Sure. As, I mean, it was full of chlorine. I didn't want to open my eyes underwater, uh-huh. but it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't that toxic soup. Yeah. I don't know, maybe even just that cell tower alone uh, Maybe it was just the sunscreen. Or the, and because then, then there's yeah. no one in, we were like the only people in the pool, and there wasn't anyone with sunscreen, because it was an indoor pool at nighttime. Yeah, and there are a couple other kids here or there, but it was like, like, and there are, throughout the day, I wonder if you monitored that, like how many people swam in there throughout a day. Yeah. It might be like 20. Maybe. You know, maybe. Yeah. Whereas there was not a moment where there weren't 30 people in the pool Up, with yeah. the, of the hundreds of people yeah. at the pool place. And they're all coated in, in sunscreen. And they're all <laughs> coated in sunscreen. Yeah, because we talked about how the baby didn't like the chlorine pools and he, oh, and he, he didn't mind this. enjoyed swimming he this was, <laughs> He was really cold and he was so, he was like, he was like blackout tired. And he was really cold and he was still having fun. It was like, let's get this baby as tired as possible because I'm not putting him in a crib. And we were, we just shared a bed and it was really cute and fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was a first, huh? Yeah. Like since he was a newborn. Yeah. He slept with us for a while in a little bassinet, like sidecar bassinet. So he had his own space, but was connected to the bed. And, uh. It was his first time like straight up sleeping on a bed. I mean, other than he's falling asleep in my arms on a bed. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. sure yours but as But like well. going to bed for a whole night mm-hmm. on a bed next to me, not not so much. Something that you don't really think too much about, but it's actually kind of a big deal in the in the world of growing up. Yeah. Well, and he never had slept anywhere outside of our home before this. 
That is true. We had, yeah, never. He never even went to the hospital. He never was, he was born here and never has spent a night outside of this house. He has slept outside of this house. Oh, like in the car and grandma's, yeah, whatever. But But not. Never even laid down for a nap somewhere else. And he did, he took a nap on Adam and Emily's bed, which was pretty, I was surprised that worked out. And it was was really cute. And and then when he woke up, he didn't cry. He just came and found us. And that was the first time that's ever happened too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That'll start, you know, that's like when they're, Babies are out of the crib and they have their first bed and you start realizing, oh yeah, they're free. They can like open doors and... Eventually he's going to be able to open that doorknob. Yeah. Like that on its own is going to be yeah. a massive game changer. And come down the stairs. And we can get those things that they sell where it's a big plastic bulb that goes over your door and you have to like to pinch it them. in just the right way. I hate those things. You know, that really reminds me of like this idea of parents always tell other parents, oh, just you wait. Oh, I gotta hate that. Okay, so I don't know. I feel like we probably could have done a whole episode on this by now, but and, I don't know we if probably we mentioned have. It, but but oh, know. just you wait. Like, oh, how are you, the newborn? Yeah. Oh, he's so great. He's sleeping good and he's nursing good and I'm so happy. Oh, you wait till he stops sleeping well. You or wait. Or you until... wait till he starts walking. Oh, that's that's the one, man. You know, I tell people because he. Well, I guess it's been a while since he started walking now, but like when he started walking. It's it's sort of like the older anybody is, yeah. the, the more it's like like I don't think about it ahead of time. And they ask me, "Hey, how's your how's your son doing?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's awesome. He started walking this week." And they're like, "Oh no, I'm so sorry. Like that's the worst." Like, and it's just like, no, no, I'm cool with it. Uh, I mean, and even uh, before that, crawling. Oh, then he's probably getting into everything, you know. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah, that, and I'm cool with that. Yeah, well, because what's the alternative to that? The alternative to that would be developmental delays. Yeah. Problems with his physical ability. Mm-hmm. Him being dead. You, not, know, <laughs> you know, not being alive. You know what would be a really good way to avoid those problems that people are talking about? Just a little bit of poison. <laughs> not too much poison. You don't want a dead baby on your hands, right? But just a little <laughs> bit. Just enough poison to keep them slow. So that they're always behind the curve and make raising children easier. I think I need to contact someone like Nancy Pelosi and let her know this genius <laughs> idea that you I You know just what? Came up I with. think they're actually doing that with fluoride and what they put in our food. So if we could just stop right. feeding them well. This is a two hundred year <laughs> operation that we're in the middle of. <laughs> also, I think you're pulling a little bit from the child clown uh, yeah, maybe sketch just a from maybe a Tim little. and Eric. So if anyone's ever seen that, you, you know, you're welcome. Um yeah, I mean, that's that was always a pet peeve of mine with our first kid because it was like, I was really focusing on being positive because I knew that those traits that I had when he was really young would be passed on to him. And when people would say, oh gosh, or I'm so sorry, or just you wait, or he's getting into everything. Children aren't a burden. No. Children aren't a burden. They, even today, I got an email from Baby Center and I had oh, signed up. Oh, is that the one up. that gives you monthly updates or yeah yeah it was like weekly while i was pregnant and i had signed up during my first pregnancy for that in 2013 they still have the email address and send me stuff for our eight-year-old and it was like eight and a half year old the subject was constant interruptions and i was like well i can kind of relate to that that's pretty accurate (laughs) because he does interrupt a lot when you're talking he really does 
But I know that he has a lot to say and he is just still learning the nuances of how to have an appropriate conversation. Absolutely. And so yelling at him is not, or telling him to shut up is only going to teach him that you're supposed to yell and tell people to shut up. Yeah. So instead you have to pause and listen and ask him to be polite and wait and... I'm, I'm going to be honest. I get to the end of my, my, my candle on that. What's the word I'm looking for? End of the rope. End of the rope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I get to the end of my rope that with that Is that a suicide sometimes. reference? Jeez, I don't know. I've never thought about that. Is the end of the rope, getting to the end of your rope, does that mean that you're hmm. like hanging? Oh, I don't know. We need to look that up. I don't know. No, I don't know. Anyway, saying. you're at the end of your rope. <laughs> There's that wind song. Life is, life is living on an endless rope. Oh. Hmm. Um... Well, anyway, um, uh, that's that him interrupting you is, is yeah, something I do. I, can, I do. I get to yeah. the end of my rope with that or whatever good phrases I get my, my, uh, um, I get frustrated with it because there are moments where he is interrupting me while I'm trying to talk while I just listen to him describe something that I do not care about for eight minutes straight. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, because I'm being a polite individual like that I'm not just telling him, shut up. I don't have time to listen to you describe something to me that is stupid. Yeah. But I do think it's stupid, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a good dad. I'm not, uh, I'm not going to tell him it's stupid. If it's not, I mean, if it's really stupid, I will tell him. And but, really you think the thing he's talking about is not interesting to you, but that he's excited about it is, yeah. is a positive thing. And so, so I let it go. And, uh, that's cool. Like whatever. That's my, my patience is, is, is there for that. But then when I'm trying to tell him, then when he says, Hey, can, can we do a uh, training on the lawnmower? And I'm trying to tell him the really important, really serious rules for that. And he's interrupting me over and over and over again. When I just spent all that time, you know, maybe not just right before the lawnmower thing, but you know, earlier in the day, he doesn't remember that even happened because, you know, I mean, he would if I reminded him, but he's certainly not thinking about dad being patient listening to him. Oh, no, no. And then I'm telling him something that I think is is damn important uh, and I can't get him to pay attention. I, you know, I get frustrated. Yeah. I just, you know, I mean, everyone it, does. It is it, it is the thing, too. So, so I, can, I can understand why people, especially someone in their 60s who raised kids, you know, a long time, 30 years ago, and you say, I got a kid who's who's walking and they go, oh, boy. You just wait, blah, blah, blah. Like, I can kind of get, like, yeah, you remember all these frustrations that you had. Um, you remember trying to get work done, and it was difficult to do. Uh, and 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 you kind of cast that upon the next generation as, as it comes up. But at the same time, you are, you're, you're, you're focusing on the wrong section there. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm seeing that too with people because you, it depends on your personality. If you're gonna look at back at that 20 years or whatever to get your child to adulthood, you're you can either think about the greatest parts or or the worst parts or a combination. And some people are like, oh, that's so precious. I remember when my kids were little. And other people, are, oh, you just wait. They're gonna be teenagers eventually because they're so traumatized about their t the teenage years. So I had no idea this was our subject. I it's don't know not if it our, is subject. our subject. It's but uh, <laughs> you know what's the worst? What is when someone who's like twenty five and has a has a uh, five year old and they tell you that? Oh, you just wait. Yeah, you just wait because it's telling you they're still kind of in the moment. Yeah, they're still kind of they're still rearing their children at this yeah. time, and they're already expressing frustration to the next parent 
with that. And it has nothing to do with that I'm older than them. I was going to say, like, they're 15 years younger than you. You say, no, you just wait. <laughs> yeah, right. And plus, we have, a, we have a kid who's older than five. So, yeah. you know, whatever. But first time round, right. uh, I would talk to people who are our age who had had who, a, a child five years before. And they would say, you just wait. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just grandma saying this. No. It was just parents that yeah. had kids of various ages. And that is frustrating because I don't think they're drying off of anything except for our culture. And That's our, it. That's it. Our culture is telling us to be frustrated with our kids, just like our culture is telling us that dads are stupid, just like our culture is telling us that children are... Um, a burden. Children are a burden. They're a burden and they're, they're uh, selfless jerks that don't care about you and all this kind of stuff. And it's like... No, they're just babies. They're just growing up. They're just children. They're you just know, learning. Like, and really, if your kid's a total jerk, then you should try to look in the mirror. Yeah. I'm sorry. My kid talks a lot, and he's a little bit bossy, and I'm pretty aware that those are my traits. Like, Oh, yeah. Our, <laughs> our, our eight-year-old is so much like I was when I was a kid. So, so much. Mm-hmm. And I know you see some of you in him, too. And There's I, a bunch it, of them that's just like me, too. But. I physically see him. You know, you he looks like you. But I was... It's... I mean, I just, it was, I was exactly like that when I was a kid. I understand with all the bossiness, boy, do I understand. (laughs) Uh, And and talking a lot. I was a quiet kid. What were you saying? I I was a quiet kid and I wasn't bossy, right? Uh, But something that I do see that I know you can't see from you in him is um, he's bored all the time like I was because I grew up kind of isolated like we are now. Right. Right? Like... um, I wanted so bad when I was his age, I would beg my parents to get out of the country and go, not even, not even into to a huge city, but could we move into the small town, the suburb small town that's right over here where there's cul-de-sacs. I wanted to live in a cul-de-sac. That's what I wanted. Because I, I would go visit friends, so go to the same school as me, mm-hmm. and they'd live in a cul-de-sac, and they'd have a freaking baseball field, and they'd have... Like, too many kids to play a game, they'd have to pick someone to sit out, whereas I was looking for a second person to play catch. And And that was, like, sad to me. I was... I was on a road that had, you know, several families with kids that I was friends with, and then we also had apartments, so we had a rotating cast of kids that, you know... People in apartments don't stay forever. So there was always new kids in, in the area and also new pedophiles that my parents would show me pictures in the newspaper. Don't so talk you, to that so guy. So you knew who to, to, to hang out with. You go hang out with them and see if they could give you candy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, and I also had a toy store down the road I could walk to by the time I was eight and a gas station. Is that and children's company? Children's company. Dude, yeah. I, I don't know if that was a one-off or if that was a nation. I think that was a one-off. Thing. It was a big building. It was a big toy store. It's an REI now. It was... Uh, they they were in conjunction with our local TV station. The only station that we got that wasn't Canadian around here. Como, KBOS, KBOS, yeah. And uh, uh, and it wasn't anything. There was it was pretty much all just what sitcoms and rerun. Yeah. It was all like reruns and crap like that. Mm-hmm. But it was out of the United States. Out of and they had local news sometimes. And then yeah, and at six a.m. they would have local news, um, and. And then they'd have children's programming right after that every morning. And it was in conjunction with Children's Company where, do you remember there was a mailbox there? Yeah. And you could put your name and birthday on it. Yep. And then on your birthday, you'd have to get up 
They would say your name on the air. They would, uh, well, they'd run a list if I remember right. Okay. Maybe they said the names. I would have remembered them mispronouncing would probably be a list. my last yeah. name. But I, I just kind of remember it scrolling by. But you got a coupon. It was like, it looked like a tw- uh, $10 bill or $5 bill. And you could, yeah. it was like, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like children's It bucks. looked like Monopoly money, but mm-hmm. it worked there. Uh, yeah, I remember watching that as often as I could because I'd see my friends' names on there too, so I could like get to school and be like, "Happy birthday!" Yeah, and they'd be like, "How'd you know?" You know, you were on TV. Yeah, that was the coolest toy store, and to be within walking distance. I also had a. Movie. That's insane that you were within walking distance. And uh, wow. I had a three-screen movie theater within walking distance. Oh walking yeah, distance geez, those well. were definitely yeah. not in my world. Yeah. So, but I was the, still like the bossiest one of the road. There'd always be like one other girl who was older than me that was bossy that we would like fight each other and just tell all the kids how we were going to play. I'd always have to be the dad if we were playing house though. Yeah, you've mentioned that before. <laughs> Every night before we fall asleep. Every night. I was speaking of falling asleep. I have to tell everyone the funniest thing that happened last night. This is getting a little personal because it's talking about our marital chambers. Oh, yeah, uh, in the my bed. Cat name. So we are sleeping, and I, I go to roll over, and as I roll over, I realize that in the spot where my legs should be is our geriatric 15-year-old cat, Halford, sleeping there. And my arm is dead asleep. So I can't, like, maneuver myself in an appropriate way to, like, get my legs on the other side of him and not disturb him. The reason to not disturb him is because if you wake him up in the middle of the night, he's going to either need to go out or he's going to like spite pee on your, on your stuff in the bathroom or whatever. Yeah, when he makes eye contact and just pisses all over. <laughs> that's that's yet to have happened, but I remember feel like when it's going to happen. Remember shit in the bathtub? Oh, God. <laughs> I yes. don't know. Is that too personal? I feel like uh, it's too it personal. It was so gross at the time. It was a while ago now. <laughs> yeah, I was crapping. You were taking he, a dump. And, and he... Wanted in there. I let him in, like, fine, whatever, you know, you're old and just. <laughs> so I let him in and I get, I get to doing my business and he gets in the bathtub. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You're never in the bathtub. And doesn't he like start scratching the walls? And he's and scratching stuff? the walls. And I was like, oh no. And he just looked right at me. He looked into your eyes. And just had the most disgusting. Disgusting poop. It wasn't a typical. I don't know. I guess I don't see. No, cats it was poop a normal cat often. poop. It's, it's just, just gnarly. It was like, it's wetter when it's it comes out like, than when you normally see well, cause it. Well, because they cover it in sand or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. It it's, looked like it looked like a fucking crushed up <laughs> banana slug. It's so something. funny to me that you guys were. Yeah, I kept telling you that you were tandem pooping with the. Oh uh, yeah. So anyway, okay, so. cat's on the bed. <laughs> the same cat. So I don't remember this. I was asleep. This is the same cat and years later. And I'm like, and then I start like, uh, like whining or whatever. And you're like, what? And I was like, my arm's dead asleep and Halford's here. And if I move him, he's going to go, he's going to try to pee on our stuff. And you're, and you're like, oh, I'll just take him outside. So you stood up, picked up the cat. I was able to get comfortable again, get the blankets over me. Cause also the dog is in the middle of the bed. It was a whole ordeal. Yeah, it was a packed bed yeah so you come back to bed and i'm snuggling in and i say thank you and you say anytime you're all sleepy and you say i would move mountains for you and then it's this little pause and then you say you know if mountains was the name of our cat (laughs) (laughs) and i was it was so funny that when i woke up at 4 a.m because our dog needed to go out i couldn't fall back asleep afterwards because i kept thinking how funny it was i'd move mountains for you 
And it's like the cat's name is Mountain. You would move it outside. So I'm. We've decided now that if we get another cat ever, which I don't know why we would after everything we've just described. Yeah, right. Um, we would name the cat. Mountain. Plus our general hatred for cats. <laughs> right, mountains. I so. uh, I thought of that. I I couldn't remember. You had to describe that to me before I remembered it. Yeah. And uh, I. But then as I thought about it, I was like, oh yeah, because I said it that there was that long pause because I was like mountains it sounds kind of like mittens you know like and mittens is a classic cat name we have a, a book that we read to our youngest son that's what's that mittens about a cat who discovers a dog on the other side of the fence but uh yeah it was just mountains yeah yeah mountains. yeah because I, I, I said i'd move mountains for you and you were being genuine? And i'm like asleep and i'm like you know if mountains was the name of our cat <laughs> really really great so anyway it's some of my fun you you sometimes make really good jokes when you're sleeping yeah my I, best jokes all my best writing <laughs> happens when i'm asleep. and you don't know it happened or remember it so yeah that was that was great i appreciate you um i also then just woke up because i couldn't stop thinking about uh, mountains the cat and started canning some potatoes which i'm pretty proud of we got 14 quarts of canned potatoes, pressure canned potatoes. I've never done this before. Um, I've done pressure canning, but I've never canned potatoes because they usually store pretty well. But last two years, I can't get that far into the winter without them starting to sprout. Yeah. And so this year I thought I'm, I, we don't have a new root cellar or anything, so I need to change my method. So peeled, diced, brought them up to temp, and then put them into a can with a little bit of salt and water. And these should be potatoes that I can either reheat and make mashed potatoes with, or I should be able to reheat and strain and, or no, just strain them and then fry them. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're going to be a nice addition. I could probably add them to stew and stuff like that too, if anything sure. you'd use potatoes for. But they're already really well cooked, they're so you'd want to just do it at the very end. Or you could do it as a thickener, because they're going to mash they're up. They're going to disappear if you put them in. Yeah, they'll early. dissolve. Ooh, potato chowder. Making some chowder with those. Yeah. Potato just and corn. Put it at the very end, you know. It's going to be good, just enough for it to reheat. Yeah. Uh, our roosters are loud and we have the window open. I wonder what the audio is going to sound like this because we're in our dining room this time. But yeah, so mountains and canning. I've, I've canned apple pie filling this week too. We have one of our apple trees that are ready to go. Um, the, tra the apples are called transparents. Trans... Parents. So I just call them trans apple pie filling. The, yeah, um, it, they're good. They're tart and very firm, so they make good apple pie filling. The other two trees are a little softer, sweeter apples. So I think I'll do um, applesauce with those. Yeah. Yeah, and I've made. I've also made fermented applesauce as usual several times with these apples already. So that's been good. And I'm like doing hundreds of uh, fermented dill pickles with as the cucumbers are ready. Hear that? Yeah, what's that? There's a tree falling. Hmm. Our neighbors are deforesting their forest. Yeah. It sucks. I mean, it's their property. They do what they want. But whatever. It's it borders it's like up against our fence line, so I'm just like, fuck. This is it's it the, the these woods, I look at them on the on the Google Maps or whatever, you know, like the overview. Aerial, yeah. And I'm like and I always look at it, it's kinda of like this weird blob shape 
leftover of what I assume this whole area must have looked like or wants to look like or whatever, but it's just this pristine little place and I feel so at peace when I'm out there. We have our Orgone accumulators out there. It's just such a beautiful place and then to, they bring in all this equipment, they got a big wood chipper and they're just like taking them all out. Well, and it's brand new neighbors. Brand new, just bought the place. And, and they don't seem friendly. They're, uh, they are not friendly. They're not aligned with us. No, they are not. Yeah, the houses. They, they came over, they start putting, they put up, first thing they did, before they were even in there, I think, they put up no trespassing signs on their... On on their and their woods facing our woods. Facing us. Without ever with, saying hi. With their address on it, like, like really, really driving it in that this ain't our shit. You yeah. Know, like, because the people who were there before were, were very kind and... Uh, they, well, and they, they had been there since you were kids, so this whole wooded area was like all neighbors that all had kids, and everyone played together. And they, the, the those ones, as they were still there, I asked them, "Hey, is it okay if I go into your woods, you know, and just like check things out?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, please, you know." And it was neat going back there; I could see old remnants of forts. You know what's might still? I bet they're removing or haven't if they haven't already. But hood. Our old, uh, we had an old shooting hood, uh, an old um, uh, Volkswagen rabbit hood that we had propped up against a tree. And when I was out there like two years ago, I was like, oh my God, this thing's still out here. <laughs> so many freaking bullet holes in it. Insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. The neighborhood changes. It's weird to live in a place like this where it's like, it feels like we're, I don't know, homesteady. But then it's like, so it's so close to like the city now. Because the city has in. just kept expanding. It's creeping in. I mean, it's only, I don't know... As the crow flies five miles from here that I've seen homeless people. Yeah. Five miles. Yeah. That's, like, if things continue on this trajectory of expanding out towards us, there's could come a time where we want this whole place fenced in just to keep homeless people out. I'm, I'm, I, I hate to think about that, but it's, it's yeah. a possibility for the future. Yeah. Yeah. So we just keep doing what we're doing here. It feels real good. The garden is full and there's a lot growing. Blackberries will be soon. Apples are happening. Pears will be soon. We have visitors coming. Um, anonymous visitors coming. Uh, middle of August, the 20th. Cool. And then we've got, like, we're going to have a potluck a little later this month. We've got plans for September for, like, homeschool, co-op kind of stuff. And, like, having kids over to learn sourdough. More workshops coming. It's all, it's, it's great. It's been fun. And canning season is, what's the, I don't know, the saying that we just heard somewhere, that Latin saying. I don't remember how to say it in Latin, but it's, um. Oh, shit. After. After difficulty comes greatness. Yes. Or sweetness or something. Like it's sweeter after difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like canning in, in and of itself, it's like. You are, you're batch cooking something first and then putting it in cans and processing it. And it's like, so it's very involved. It takes a long time, takes up a lot of space and it's not the most fun thing ever. But then when you're done, you're like, oh, it's so good. And then all winter and all next spring, all fall and winter and spring, we'll have our own food that we can. And it'll be easier than cooking from scratch. Like when I batch cook broth and freeze it then i always have homemade really good bone broth to make whatever i'm gonna make right mm-hmm. and so it's the same goes for these potatoes or like an apple pie now is just to dump a jar out and make a crust or a crumble or whatever and bake it 
There's no slicing apples and doing all that other stuff. So it's like all this work done up front. So it's kind of like tedious in a way, but then you feel really, really satisfied and you get to reap those benefits for, yeah. the reap the rewards for the, the whole year. And you know, our son basically said that to me today too. He did? Yeah. Reminiscing it from that movie. I'm guessing the eight-year-old because the baby doesn't really. He doesn't. He doesn't. He didn't verbalize well. That part of the movie. Nom nom nom. Just nom. that part. <laughs> um, but uh, as you know, I was mowing lawn this morning, and I didn't notice I had a low tire, a tire that needed air, and then just one of the first things I did was this little spot that's like really hard to drive the mower through, where I have to go up onto just the outside edge of a stump with the front wheel as I twist and go through it. It's kind of hard to explain, but anyway, it's like one of the rougher spots that I ever mow. And it just pulled the tire like straight up off of the stupid mower. Off the, off the wheel? Off the wheel. Well, pushed it in. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I had to, and our, our eight-year-old came out right then. Oh, he was just coming out because he heard the mower and he had just woken up and he wanted to say hi. So yeah. he didn't know there was So he didn't even happened. know, but it was like this, like, all right, we got work to do. Like, come on. You know, and we got it up on jack stands and got the wheel off and got the tire. I got, I just started filling the tire and then you called him in for breakfast, I suppose it would mm -hmm. So he went inside and I finished the job. I got the wheel back on. I, I, Topped off all the others. They were all down by about two pounds. So, you know, that's probably all that one was. But it just, the weird way I drove it, just squeezed that last little bit out and pulled the tire off. Anyway, I got it all done. And then he finished up breakfast and came out and asked if everything was working okay on it. And I told him, very truthfully, I hadn't noticed because those two pounds leak out slow. But, man, it's... I could steer it so much better than I had in like a month. Like, I mean, it was just, it was on, on point or OP as the kids put, say it now. I don't think anyone says that. Oh, they do. They do? Oh, they say oh my OP. God. They say it's OP as fuck. They do? Oh, they do. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> on point. I, I do know that, that I'm not kidding. Now. Okay. Usually I'm kidding when I yeah, say Yeah, I know. That's stuff, why I was looking at you. I could I've see. heard it from 20 year olds. It's on oh point as fuck. Ugh. Um, you know what they don't say anymore? What? That dude fucks. <laughs> that was a thing for a while, like a, a year ago. They'd be like, oh yeah, him, he fucks. Oh, man. he fucked. It's he super fucks. funny. It's <laughs> super funny to me. Anyway. But he said, yeah. So I told him that it's driving better. And he went, oh yeah, see, maybe that was supposed to happen so that you would be able to drive the mower better. It's just like that thing from that movie last night. Uh, 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 he couldn't remember it at all. And I couldn't, I, I, I think I would have remembered it if he hadn't been tripped up on it. But I was like, yeah, that Latin phrase. He's like, I don't know. It was some foreign phrase. It just meant <laughs> things are better after it's hard. Yeah. And I was like, you got it, buddy. Yeah. It's wise words, really. Sweetness after difficulty or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I really, yeah, I really like that because whether it's not like you want to make things difficult, but you have to remember when things are difficult yeah. then it will be sweeter after. The takeaway shouldn't be, <laughs> let's make life difficult because then it'll be sweet. It's going to be so sweet because I'm, I'm just going to make things harder for us and our family. And it's like that, uh, that old Buddhist story of a guy chased by a tiger, chased off a cliff uh -huh. and he falls and he grabs a branch and he looks below him and there's a tiger, a hungry tiger below him. And he looks back up and the hungry tiger above him uh -huh. and there's no place to go. 
but he looks forward towards the cliff and there's a strawberry growing there and he eats the strawberry and it's the sweetest tasting strawberry he's ever tasted in his life. Oh, I've never heard that. Oh, you need to watch more King of the Hill. <laughs> I've uh, seen it. I don't <laughs> remember that part. Con, Con their Asian oh, okay. neighbor, tells that in, in an episode. They animate It's one of the few times it jumps out of the animation style. But, uh, yeah, it's the, same, it's the same idea. Like, that's a really difficult time. Yeah. Super difficult. But when he focuses in the moment, like, there is sweetness that's, that could be the best he's ever experienced. Even though, next step is going to suck. Yeah. He can climb up, and it's going to suck. Or he can drop down, and it's going to suck. But why do we live in the, it's going to suck later when we could live in the present when it's really good? Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, and why would we live in the past thinking about how difficult something was when we could enjoy the sweetness after? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that old cat is doing he's, weird stuff again. He's climbing, the, trying to scratch the walls, which means he's going to probably wants you to put him outside. He's out of the phase of trying to jump on top of doors. Yeah, that was like almost 10 years ago. He used to randomly just try to jump from the ground to like the top edge of a door when it was a door was open. And top edge of a door is what? Two, three inches at most. It's oh, like, wide? Yeah. Yeah. Like one or two inches. Inch. And he, and he, he would try to get up there on that. So he did successfully once. It was really weird. I yeah. don't know why he would do that. He just, yeah, he, he successfully did it and then was like, what the hell do I do now? <laughs> I know. And then he just starts yelling start at swinging us. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's um, our, my, our oldest an- living animal now. So I, I had him since I, right after I got um, Blind Louie, my dog, that passed away five years ago now. Yeah. And he, so he's got to be... He's going to be like 15. He's at least 15. He's at 15, 16 years old. That's a long ass time to be with me. Yeah. Yeah. So poor Halford. Rob Halford. Yeah. Healthy kitty. I thought we were going to have a topic today. I was going to let you go with it, but I don't know. We're just doing the, we're literally doing the kitchen table talk. We are. No, we're not. We're it's the dining room table. It's the dining room table. We had a thing about this, too, if we want to talk about awkward well, I talked to your mom about this <laughs> recently. What did she say? She said something about our kitchen table. And I said, do you mean this table that we're sitting at now, or do you mean the one in the kitchen? She said, the one in the kitchen. I just said the kitchen table. <laughs> and I said, yeah, 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 but your daughter always says kitchen table for this one. She's like, well, it's in the dining room. <laughs> Okay. Why would she call this the kitchen table? Well, and I said, why? Because well, we... I was kind of under the impression that maybe your whole family called all tables kitchen tables. Did she explain we were poor and we didn't have two tables? She we didn't... had a table in she the kept her dignity. kitchen. We were poor. <laughs> we had very little space. We had one table. It was in the kitchen. We called it the kitchen table. So I had no idea that there would be a dining room table. In I, it's not in my vocabulary. Yeah. And then like we didn't even eat dinner. We we. We didn't eat dinner as you, a family. You weren't, you weren't a family eating no, unit. No, no. Yeah. I think when we were really little, we'd like eat at the table with my mom and my dad never would be home from work until late. And then when we got older, it was just TV was on. You ate whenever you wanted and my wherever you wanted. My family ate together in the dining room. But our kitchen and our trailer was so small, there was no room for a table. So you had a dining room table? Which was like right next to the kitchen yeah. but there but there was carpet in there and you know not 
linoleum, just like vinyl. Yeah, we had like vinyl flooring, and that's where our kitchen table was. So, so yeah, the dining room table is over there, and it's over here. So we're totally having dining room table talk. Yeah. Today, I'm sorry to disappoint the people who enjoy kitchen table talk. We got the DTs today. (laughs) The DTs. We're not overusing that. The, <laughs> the, the letters. What am I saying? The, uh, the initials of the stuff. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Oh my gosh! I'm. It's been so hot here, and it's really nice to have a break today. It's like breezy and like slightly overcast. Oh, uh, it was so awesome. I was gonna hit the lawn early today, no matter what, because mm-hmm. it's been so hot. Because yesterday I spent what six hours in the field with zero shade. Yeah. Yesterday sucked like that. Like Like that. I mean, it was a great day. Uh, It was sweeter after difficulties. It was sweeter after difficulties. Yeah. Boy, was it. But, um, yeah, so I already had this plan. I'm I'm hitting the lawn as soon as I feel like it's not too damp. Mm -hmm. That was early. It was like 8.30. Yeah, 8.30. Um, And now it's... It's just, it turned out to be a perfect day for it. It hasn't rained and it's been pretty overcast. As we're sitting here at the dining room table now, the sun's coming out a little bit and I see a little bit of blue over Lummy Island, which is my indicator for what the future future weather is going to be. All our weather seems to come from that direction. So. Except when we have weird winter storms where it comes from uh, northeast. northeast. Yeah. 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 I guess I mean. This time. Growing season times. Yeah. I look that direction. Yeah. So I, I, you you need to mow, finish mowing the lawn. I, I want to work with more apples. I need to go through the garden and see what needs to be pulled. I also made sauerkraut from our cabbage. I made kimchi using our Napa cabbage and carrots. Uh, I made dill pickles I talked about, and I made dilly beans, fermented dilly beans. That's all stuff I put up this week. So it feels like little, little, little things with lots of interruptions from tiny people that are always hungry and want to do something. Plus Neither, the kids. <laughs> need their diaper changed. <laughs> Plus the kids. Yeah, and the kids. Uh, but I'm, I'm making chipping away and having a lot of stuff. And with the apple pie filling I canned, I have about three, two and a half. No, that's three gallons. Three gallons of apple cider vinegar in the works from the scraps from the apples. So that's cool too. That's awesome. Yeah, and that'll be cleaner and hair conditioner, and um, you can use it in your laundry if you need to, and also for eating, of course. Yeah, it's good just for. Well, you guess you said cleaner. Yeah, you I know. use it on the counter. I dilute it with water, and sometimes use essential oils if I want to smell. And I use it for kitchen counter cleaner. I spray a lot of stuff with it. Yeah, just, it helps get sticky stuff. Yeah, unsticky and. I put it on uh, tools occasionally just to get some crud off of it instead of water. I'll use yeah. that. It just seems to, to do a little better job. I wonder if we'll get a bad review because the people they're just constantly roosters crowing in the background of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> there he goes again. You know, I hear them sometimes from the basement. Uh-huh. Like when I'm doing stuff, I always ask, like, did you guys hear that? Not always. I've stopped. But I've but asked that a few times and nobody ever seems to hear you're it. You're using Zoom, though, and it has like that like small sound uh, canceling like whatever filters. and this is we're using GarageBand to record so this is just straight and it's plus the microphone is pointing at that open at window. the open window and that rooster is pointing at our open window as well <laughs> he's like you guys want to talk i can talk too yo yeah and now we have a bunch of our, our younger flock is starting to crow so 
we have a bunch of like the retarded kind of roosters right now and they're cute in the morning especially you can hear a lot of the undeveloped rooster crows i'm curious to see how many roosters we will actually have out of that flock of 19 birds hopefully less than half mm-hmm. hopefully oh wow yeah hearing trees fall in the distance is a strange thing. i could feel it before i could hear it yeah i i thought man it's windier than it seems when i heard one drop today uh, when i went over and checked it out it was there were at least five stumps <laughs> they're, they're going for more you know, like we told our neighbors, we don't have a relationship with them, but we told our neighbors when we were going to put up our barbed wire fence, when mm-hmm. we were going to fence in the pasture. Yeah. And I just can't imagine like falling a bunch of trees on a property line without ever talking to your neighbors. Yeah. Well, they're not quite on the property. I mean, well, they're not on our property line. They're, uh, we, it meets at a corner, right? It meets, uh, it's near a corner. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a corner. Don't we share a corner with them? We share a corner. A point. We share their entire length of their property we well not us my right, dad right um but our actual property does not share anything with them oh yeah it's no it's just the points. oh yeah 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 just the tips just they just we touch just tips. barely touch tips <laughs> thank you like we're we're actually not their neighbors no because our property's out here my dad's there's five acres that are in between us mm-hmm. and then their five acres runs the other direction so it's two and a half acres of that five acre length yeah. is theirs while well, yeah. the other half is someone else's so we don't have any say in what they're doing but if our kids were playing in the woods today I don't know like it just seems like you'd want to tell people what you're doing but maybe I'm old fashioned well they also seem to be following them all the other direction well hopefully they would be doing it in a responsible way right i'm sure they have professionals well if you think about that what direction is that it's towards their house yeah so yeah well and it's definitely not the homeowners doing this they're like the the, feeling it is what it looks it's not professional every time i've ever seen that drive by their house there's professional you know what i think it is vehicles there this is my analysis (laughs) these people don't listen nobody around here even listens so who who fucking cares but i think that they're they're pretty well off yeah and I think they rent their own equipment and then hire lowlifes to do shit. Oh, okay. That's what it looks like to me because they're professionals. They're not professional. They're not bringing in contractors, I don't think. Oh, I thought they were. I don't think they're bringing... There's no way that that, what I looked at today, was uh, was like a, a... What's the word? Arborist There's company. a lot of like tree trimming businesses that are more like lowlife type people. I'm doing well, that quotes. could be. They could be like because like my dad always hires people who really knew what, know what they're doing, but they they look like my dad's normal hires, which like they don't have all their teeth and they're kind of they reek right, of booze. Right. Which I haven't been close enough to any of their workers to tell. Are they actually a lowlife? They're just not. They're not wearing hard hats. Uh-huh. You know, they're not wearing like stupid regulation. They're, they like, don't have matching outfits. They don't have matching outfits. The wood chipper that they have over there is a total piece of shit. It's like, looks like one that a hundred different people have used, not one company. You know what I mean? Uh, you couldn't even go over and ask them if we could have some of the wood chips. Like, hey, you guys going to use those? You want to uh, hold them away? It's like, I feel like they're the kind of people who are going to burn all their wood chips. And they're just going to be like, mad for you asking. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. They just seem like rich, stuck up people who don't Probably because of the size like of the house. <laughs> yeah, the size of the house they bought. And then they moved in and, and they, they immediately um, done so much work. immediately put a new roof on and painted the whole thing. And Covered the entire thing in solar panels. Gutted the inside. Yeah. The whole roof is solar panels. And we know from talking to the previous owner that, yeah, they 
took out like all the walls because all the bedrooms were so small. They were really big. I went in there with her before, before. When she was moving out. Right, because they were a big family, stuff. right? So they had a lot yeah, of bedrooms. Yeah, they had a really big basement, but they what? were going to cut the walls out to make giant rooms for their kids. That would be like bigger than our whole Gr- Growing up on this road, that was the place to hang out because they had big bedrooms and like... You the know, basement was like like had a pool table and stuff, right? Like it was nah, like but yeah, no, oh, that was like how my aunt and uncle's house was. Yeah, it was yeah. the if place they, to go and hang out and have parties and Super Bowl if parties. If they'd been and in the shit. pool, there would have been a pool table mm-hmm. down there. Instead, they had uh, boxing stuff. Yeah, the pool table that converted into a ping pong table. That was always like the centerpiece in the the nineties, like hangout, like bean dip. Mm-hmm. Kids have their own snacks on one floor. Parents or upstairs having their snacks and booze and like playing whatever backgammon or something. These guys were just like the redneck version of that. Okay. They had, they had weights and um, punching bags and uh, stuff like that. It yeah. was like it was like for working out. Right. But Oh, and a drum set. Oh, nice. That's why I got into drums. It was because of that. Uh-huh. Because I was on that for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Well, I know we're a little shorter than an hour, but we never really got anywhere with this. And um, also our... Just curious, what, do you had topic? Oh, I thought I was going to ask you about your topic and let you go with it. Oh, yeah, I'm going to save that for the right time. I want to save it for the right time, but you know what you want to do after this is go and mow, finish Mm -hmm. mowing, and listen to some music on your headphones. Yeah. And we were talking about music a little bit, so we're going to save that for another time. We have a few other shows lined up with guests where we're going to, like, talk about things other than, you know directly family and homesteading Mm -hmm. so hopefully the people that like listening to us talk will like those shows too Mm -hmm. and um the people who don't like listening to our talk us talk what are you what are you doing here why (laughs) why are you listening (laughs) to me right now that's really weird um but no uh for real good episodes coming up with some cool people talking about a variety of things and um you know we're gonna still do our solo stuff always which is just updates on what we're doing and things that we're thinking about, right? I wonder if people can hear gunshots. Oh, yeah. The gunshots. Uh, it's it's Wednesday, so the I always call it the driving we, range. We, we have a gun club. It's a gun range, uh, whatever, you know. Yeah, that's... Shooting range. Three, two, two miles from here? Yeah. Uh, you might be able to hear gunshots. You might be able to hear a rooster. The cat's been screaming the entire time. You know what I wanted to bring up? That I didn't, we're, I feel like we're going to get interrupted because our eight-year-old will be home soon. Um, but I was at a park with our kids in a small farming town uh, north of here. And we played in a creek for a while. And then I saw a bunch of teenagers around the picnic table oh, where yeah. I had, yeah, I'd left my purse. And so I was, I was like, I was a teenager once. I would have stole that purse <laughs> at one point in my teenage, when I was real young, like 14, right? I was over that. I wasn't stealing by the time I was had a car and a job. By the time you got thinking. Not a, yeah. Straight I, I was, your moral compass. Yeah, not just that I was trying to do things I knew I wasn't supposed to do. You know, yeah. trying that on and then realizing that wasn't for me. So I went up there to see why they were all hanging out. And it was they had sat down because one of the kids fell off his bike and he had a skinned knee. And so I was like, hey, buddy, can I take a look? And he showed me. It was pretty gross. It was like, it was a skinned knee, but it had gravel in it. So I was like, you got to rinse that out. And he was like. He was like, I know, I don't have any water. I was like, well, there's this creek here. And we were just in the creek. I was in the creek up to my knees. The, the toddler was in the creek full on, whole head a few times. The eight-year-old was in the creek, you know, up to his, his pants. His shorts were a little wet. The kid goes, oh, no, I can't get my, my, my leg in the creek. I'll get a staph infection. 
I was like, oh, why? Is that gross, like, city water or something? He And the, there was a girl there, and she was like, well, no, I mean, like, it's like, there's, like, fish in there and stuff. And I was like, oh, you know, if you get in there, the fish are going to clean up the dead skin from your wound. I mean, this is a benefit. I'm not, I'm not sure. Right. So they all laugh at me, right? And I ask them how old they are. They're all 14, 13 and 14, right? Three girls are there, four boys. No, three boys also. They were not together. They didn't know each other. One of the girl, they were kind of playing with each other at this park. And one of the girls jumped out and scared the kid, which caused him to fall off his bike. So he says, he's like, one of the kids calls his parent, their parents to say that he had fallen and he, we need a ride. And the parents says, no, I'm not giving you a ride. And then Good parent. come to find out the kid that he calls his mother and asks if father is home. He says mother and father. It was that's weird. That's some creepy that's a, shit. That's weird to me. So then the kid with the skinned knee is mentioning that he fell on his bike yesterday, the day before, skinned his knee. And so this is a re- he reopened this injury, which sucks. That, that, that sucks when yeah. that happens, right? Yeah. And it's probably like um, pat more gravel packed into this like scabby stuff, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm like, well, you just need to get the gravel out and you go home and you can take care of it. And... I keep joking with them about different ways to get water, which probably maybe included one of his friends peeing on his leg. I may or may not have said that. And then also the baby had been swimming and, and his, I changed his diaper and that diaper was full of Creek water, like triple the size. Yeah. And I held it up to the kid. I was like, why don't you wring this out over your leg? This is called, it's holding a lot of water. So these kids were like getting really comfortable around me cause they thought I was funny. They also said something about a re- they said something something retard and then one of the other kids was like shh and pointed like there's a little kid right there about me and the baby right. and I was I go what is like retard a swear word now and they all started laughing and one of the kids no he was going to say something else so I think he was going to say the f word or something and he like held it back yeah. but I was I asked him if retard was a retarded swear word retarded fucking cunt <laughs> Probably not. They would probably be scared if they heard someone say that. But then, like, they're more and more comfortable around me, so they're just kind of like these two groups of kids who don't know each other are kind of flirting with each other. You know what I mean? In a way of, like, they're trying to look cool in front of each other, and then I'm I'm there now, and it's, I'm not a threat or what. I'm not a grown-up that's going to yeah. get them in trouble. So I'm witnessing... You're, you're one of them grown-ups that are cool with teenagers. Yeah, right? <laughs> so then, which my 8-year-old had a real problem with that later. I'll get to that. So these girls are talking about themselves and one keeps mentioning herself like in the third person. She's like, yeah, I can't believe it. I, I, I can't believe I scared you off your bike. I'm just over here like four foot 11, like queer with an anxiety disorder. She mentioned how tall she was and her anxiety disorder at least three times each. And then she mentioned being queer at least twice. Mm-hmm. It was like, I was like, wow, they have a lot of names for their identity. Like, She's 13 or 14, she's 4 foot 11, she's queer, and she uh, has an anxiety disorder. She offered him ibuprofen, which she had in this little, um, like... Pillbox? It was like... It was like, um, like an Altoids can? More like a Carmax, like chapstick oh, okay. kind of thing, except made for pills. I used to have one like that, but I didn't keep ibuprofen in there. Yeah. Like, oh, If there was ibuprofen, it was to throw off the scent. It was yeah, so people wouldn't notice it was pot or like a Vicodin or whatever, you yeah. know? So I was like, he was like, oh, are those really ibuprofen? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I can, those are ibuprofen. It's not anything good. You know, and then they all laugh again, mm-hmm. right? But 
she is holding her pills and her hands are shaking profusely. And I was like, whoa. And I look over and she has this tall can of some kind of like an energy drink caffeinated seltzer water situation. Okay. So it's like diet moisture water. Was it by Monster? <laughs> it was probably by like some company like that. Coca-Cola, really, if you look at the label. But she was like shaking. And one of the boys go, whoa, why are you shaking so much? The kid with the skin knee goes, because I just fell off my bike, man. And he's like, no, not you, her. And everyone looks. And the girl who's holding the thing of pills is like just shaking. Like, Tremoring. Like she got the her, DTs. <laughs> her hands are shaking, right? And then... Um, she goes, well, it's because I have an anxiety disorder and I drink, I'm drinking a lot of caffeine. I've had a lot of caffeine. And I'm like, what if you don't have an anxiety disorder and you just drink a lot of caffeine? Like I didn't say that. So I was holding back, you know, I didn't question her on being queer and what that meant to her. I didn't question her on how tall she actually was. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I didn't question her on, on the anxiety stuff at all. Like I totally was backed up, but I was just observing at this point. But then they started to talk about their school and they went to like, it's like a, basically like a homeschool supplement that's through the public schools. Whereas the boys all went to either like the private school in town or something, um, or maybe even just the, it's either the Christian school or the regular school, which are almost, you can't tell them apart in this tiny town because of the type of town. And the girls are like, Oh, there's like, like, um, psychopaths, like kids with mental illness, um, queers, and country boys. And oh, the country's kids are so shitty. They're <laughs> it's yeah. like, so you're like mental illness, cool, queer, cool. Country kids are fucking assholes. Yeah. Like they kept saying. And what that, do you bet? The part of that is because the country assholes, as she puts it, uh, they don't like the fucking queer kids or the, or the fucking mentally deranged kids. Or maybe, or maybe they're just like regular like, kids, so they're not yeah, cool because they're not identifying I mean. as something. That's what I mean. They're just like, like I'm not a part of this fucking ID culture. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and label myself. I'm not gonna say someone's cool because they have fucking mental disabilities or either uh, that or those kids for? are probably just say, like they're married to their Carhartts and their fucking duck hunting camo and yeah. shit. I went to a school out here in the county, even though I lived in the city. Right. And, and I was, it was culture shock at first because there, there wasn't that type of person where I came from. Um, but those guys were harmless. They, they had their fashion and their, their way of flexing just like any other group of kids, but they were just different. Well, and just were, like any group of kids, there's going to be a couple of assholes who are oh, well, yeah, totally. genuine oh, assholes yes. who yeah. grow up to be total drunks and beat their family, right? Uh, absolutely. But the majority but of them are just whatever. Most right? of them are probably like from, from your time. Yeah. They're all like pushing 40 now mm-hmm. and they're all probably like Christian family, men family dudes, who, construction jobs, who, like, who've been working a solid, they probably all bred too young by a lot of people's standards maybe, yeah. and started working full time in what became their career when they were 20 or 25 years old. I and, wouldn't know. It would have been my 20 year high school graduation if I would have graduated and know what that means huh. because it's like just this been year? this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm 38. So I would have been 18. Right. right. Yeah. So some of them might be 20 years into a career and, and like family. That's crazy. And like, they're they the ones who, grandparents. who would be considered assholes by today's standards just because they're not playing the social games that everyone's yeah. telling them they should play. So they're, they're, that observation, and I, I really wanted to say, well, all school sucks. You guys are basically all going to prison for children, and my kids are free, so fuck you guys. You should have pointed out to him the Michael Malice line of that, uh, that he says public school, but you could say government school or just school in general. 
is the is the only place that most people ever experience physical violence. Which they were actually talking about some kid getting mad and throwing a chair and how funny it was. It was like, that's because he's in prison for children. Yeah. Like, it's not a healthy place to be. Your mental illness, your anxiety disorder is all because of the so- society that you're a part of. And you're like, just so, they're so oblivious. I mean, like, there would be no, but later on I was like, I should have asked him, do you think we really went to the moon? <laughs> Oh, they all I do. Just, yeah, I know, but I would want to see their faces just by, for being asked. But yeah. another part of this story was a six-year-old, a six-year-old girl oh, playing in the this creek. This was probably more intriguing to me than what she was playing with my son and and liked the baby, and we were talking. She was there with a dad who was by himself who didn't want to engage but was friendly, and we were playing where in with inside of him. And she was in the, got in the creek when we did. And then she asked, dad, can I just get in my underwear? Like she wanted to take her clothes off so she could really go swimming. And he let her. And I was surprised. So she's in there with her underwear and a pair of sandals. And it's that kind of park. It's a small town. There's a lot of families there. It wasn't she's creepy six, at all. So she's, she's sick. Not, she's, no, yeah. it, there was no discerning besides the color of her underwear telling her between a boy and a girl. If I recall, you said our eight-year-old didn't seem to blink an eye He at this. didn't even notice that she had a shirt off. Yeah. Right? And, um... She says, she's swimming for a while and enjoying herself. And then I hear her say to her dad, um, I think I want to get a, my dress back on. Because right now I'm a boy, so I can have my shirt off and go swimming. But I think I'm going to be a girl again and put my dress back on. Yeah. And I don't think I would have thought anything of that a few years ago. Because just kids are just playing pretend they say weird shit, yep. right? Yeah. It's she's just like, a weird ass she, thing. And she's just thinking like, I'm like a boy because I have my shirt off, right? Yeah. But when she said it like that, and she had already mentioned she goes to public school, she because she, she had asked our kid what school, what school do you go to, what grade are you in? That's always the normal thing That's, that school kids ask. Yeah. Um, and we, my kid's like, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I'm homeschooled, and I don't know what grade I'm supposed to be in. What grade would he be in? He's going to be in third in September. Okay. Yeah, and we kind of ha- we had a choice to hold him back or put him forward when he was in preschool, so he could be in fourth right going into fourth, but he's going into third. So anyway, I just thought that was really interesting that a six-year-old in a small Christian, super Christian Dutch town um, that their farming community would have a little girl that spoke like that about that this idea of being able to swing her gender from boy to girl to make it convenient as to go swimming in a creek and then change her clothes back to her dress. It, yeah, it was really that's bizarre. Super weird, but it's what we have to expect at this point in uh-huh. time. Uh, you know, I told you when I told when you told me this before. I I responded by telling you or reminding you of that uh, when he was playing soccer about a year ago. Um, I had a conversation with a fellow father there, and I said something about sex in film and whether or not I would let my kid watch it after I had already said something about violence in film and saying that I would let him watch it. And he didn't think it was okay to see the the alien was the movie. Yeah. And then and we had already else. watched two the two aliens. At, yeah, we'd yeah. watched both uh, the one with the sequel, Alien and Aliens. Mm-hmm. And he was like really taken aback by that. And I responded by telling him that like I'm I'm pretty okay with that because he's got his head wrapped around these things. This was before he'd watched the thing. If anyone's a regular listener, you know that that kind of messed him up later. But this was quite a while before that. And I, I, I said I, I wouldn't force him to watch anything he, that would screw him up. And um, boy, was I wrong. No. <laughs> but I said that my real concern is sex 
in movies and that I'm, I'm just not ready for him to be exposed to too much of that. And his response, and this was in an even smaller town than where you're at. I mean, not, I mean, size doesn't matter. A more conservative, I want to say, town? Maybe, I don't but know. still, it was... Boonies town. Small, yeah. small boonie town. We're talking two... Much smaller. Two very small places, uh, both with a lot of farming. And he told me, he said, whoa, you better... You better start exposing him to that stuff now, or his friends are going to expose him to it. And I said, but he wasn't even, he wasn't eight yet. He would have been seven. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, but he's only seven, so I, I'm not too worried about that. And he's like, oh, seven. You know, like, he, uh, he's, he's hearing all about sex at school, like, every day. So you need to, to, like, take that into your own control which is probably not the worst response from someone who's brainwashed and has their kids in school. But then I told him, yeah, but we're homeschooling. We're homeschooling. And he was like, oh, yeah, I don't know how you deal with that. Like, I don't know what to tell you or where to go from there because, yeah, everyone else his age is they're hearing all about sex every day. It's so creepy to me to think like that. You just might as well show them all the gnarly stuff in the movies with you because they're going to go watch porn on some cell phone with a kid at public think, school. Like, I think what Austin the fuck? Powers was the, was the sex movie that came up in that. <laughs> yeah, and really that's just kind of crude jokes about and, penises. And that was sex, kind of his Thompson point stuff. though, was like, like language like that. I should be exposing him to language about sex. Like not necessarily sex. Like not a sex scene in a movie, but just innuendos. But innuendos okay. and like letting him know what these things are so that he's not like screwed up from hearing people talk about real sex at school. Yeah. Seven year olds, seven year olds. That's really sad. And now you hear this six year old who's choosing. My point is they're teaching kids this in government schools. Yes. They are doing it. It's easy for someone from our perspective or anyone who's, who's, uh, as we were talking earlier, single, um, without kids or has kids who have finished school, like maybe you don't really think this is happening. It's easy for me to think it's not really happening, but it, these are really clear signs to point that it actually is. It's actually, they're actually learning about transgenderism. They're learning about all this bullshit. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's very weird. It's weird times. It's all, but you know what I think I know more and more as I get older is that it's always weird times. It always has been weird times and it always will be. Yeah, it's true. They're always fucking with us some way or another and mm-hmm. it's just more, we're more awake to it now than ever and I think more people are awake to it now than ever even though it doesn't seem like it is sometimes. Yeah. So. In the 80s and 90s when we were kids, uh, older people were flabbergasted that we watched TV, period. The yeah. kids would watch TV, period, because TV seemed so inappropriate for children to them. I know, like Simpsons. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's like, like kids programming now. And it was not for kids when it first came out. And it's worse now than it was then. Yeah. So, I don't, you know, like kids are watching Family Guy in South Park. Yeah. Like, and even look at South Park as it came out. It was fucking offensive and can you believe this shit's on air? I mean, that's why I liked it. Yeah. Like I was going, man, can you believe this shit's on air? And, uh, uh, but now like to say that is retarded. It's retarded to be like, can you believe this is on TV about 
crude. Yeah. Um, especially look at those old South Parks. You know, it's like they're nothing oh, compared to this. A fourth grader fucking was abducted by aliens and has a fucking satellite that can Anal come probe. out of his ass. Yeah. You know, like that was just so so or so the so. Starving Marvin stuff and the tur- yeah. wild turkeys. Like all, yeah. All that shit was so insane, and now today it's like, whatever. It's it's crazy, and that's why it is just like raise your own kids. And be with them and help them sort through things as they come up. Yep. Don't sit them down in a classroom with a bunch of other kids the same age and have some state-worshipping piece of shit. Tell them what they believe. What do you think is worse? Uh, would you rather? Okay. Let the TV be your babysitter or let the government schools be your babysitter? TV. It's hard. It's, it's a hard a one. That's a fucking tough one. Because there's not the answer is you said would you rather and I would say TV. Yeah, okay, I'll go with that. But I'll, when, I'm with when, you there. Yeah. the answer is do it the hard way and spend time with your kids. It's more time consuming. It's not always fun, but it's the it's the one way you have. It doesn't mean you're. It's not. It's 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 us watching YouTube with him. It's us making sure we're in the room when the TV is on, so that we have. We bring up questions to where I look over if YouTube's on when the ads start and he's plugging his ears and closing his eyes. La, 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 la. This one, one. Let me skip it. I can't skip this one. He's like, he knows ads are brainwashing him and they're stupid. But then sometimes he's still like, I really want Cheetos. I was like, did you see a commercial? Yeah, there was this commercial for Cheetos. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, see how it did that? It's like, it's like in your brain now. It, It works. So I don't know. It's be, be there with your kids and help them navigate stuff. And it doesn't mean telling them to be scared of everything or that everything's horrible. I'll throw this last little story in. You were wrapping up early, but now, like it's, now it's going late. Ago, yeah. um, I'll just, just, this was, this was great. Um, our son is loving YouTube videos too much in my opinion, mm-hmm. but it's what it is. And we're, we're weathering the storm as best we can. Uh, I showed him a YouTube video the other day of a pig rescuing a goat, and he loved it. There was a, ga- a goat that's drowning in a pond, and a pig swims in and pushes it to shore and rescues it and is a hero. And he wanted Goat to, in the water! He, he wanted to repeat <laughs> it three times because it was so heartwarming and wonderful and great. But I showed him this video very uh, much on purpose. Because then I put on a TV show called Nathan for You, starring Nathan Fielding. Fielder. Fielder. Well, if you like comedy, there is a show called Nathan for You by Nathan Fielder, and he has a new one called The Rehearsal that's on HBO right now. That's absolute genius. Both great, but I won't even tell you the premise of it. I'll just say that one a segment of the of an episode, and we watch the whole segment, is them constructing the the pig saves the goat in order to help promote the petting zoo where it took place at. So they show that they build a track in the water and like... The pig can't swim. That was their first problem. The first problem, actually, was that their pig was terrified of water. So they bring in a professional pig who's been exposed to water its entire life. It still can't swim. So they have divers under the water holding the pig up to move it along. But the pig is flailing too much, so they have to build a plexiglass track for it to move along so that it can't flail out of the way. And then they have another diver holding the goat because the goat can swim and it's going to get out of the water. (laughs) They're holding it still so that the pig comes along and makes it look like it saves the freaking goat. And it's like, it is so fake and it is so retarded. So they make this fake video and then they actually get it to play on most uh, regular morning news things. Yeah, yeah, they're showing Brian, Brian Williams 
saying, heartwarming video today. Oh, pigs rescues at this animal sanctuary and wherever. So it worked. It got a ton of press for this little, you know, petting zoo place in Florida or whatever. And, and it had like half a million views according to the episode when it aired yeah, you know, and... six months later or whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. And now today when we watched it three times in a row, 11 million views. How many of those people know how freaking fake this is? Anyway, that's not my point. My point is I showed it to the boy after he was so impressed by it and it kind of threw him for a loop. Like, whoa, that was fake. And I said, yes, just like you got to assume this about everything you see on YouTube. Everything. Question everything that you see on TV or YouTube. I said that we all, we already understand. He already understands everything on TV is fake. Mm -hmm. He's like, I've driven that into him from, from the beginning. But I think that the YouTube was making him think everything's real that's on YouTube. YouTube's great because it's real, unlike TV, which is all fake. And TV can fake TV can be fun, but YouTube's real. Um, it's not. It's just not. And I'm not saying that there's nothing real on there, of course, but... No, it just means that you need just to think a, about it. I think that the default should be it's all fake. The default should Prove be... Prove me huh, otherwise. This is you interesting. Know? You know, I wonder if it's real or not. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just is the... the what it is yep. this is our times all right well thanks for listening uh, to our dining room table talk DTT. Um, <laughs> and until next time this was the world as it is today